Hi, my name's Leo WT, and you have found your way to the Conversations Podcast. This podcast exists to create safe space for spiritually minded conversations about life. Conversations exist to create safe space for dialogue and community. We desire to come together regularly and intentionally to generate conversations about life, belief, and the intersection of the two. Everyone is welcome as a part of the conversation. Hey everybody, what's up? Sorry, I have a squeaky chair and that's gonna be real annoying, but um, I was trying to do my live through my uh, laptop so that we could get a little bit better sound, but for some reason it's not working this morning. The tech gods are not in my favor and that's gonna be what it's gonna be. So um, so I'm just here lo-fi. I mean, I do have a light. I've got a light up here in this in this region up here, um, but a pretty lo-fi this morning. So uh, I decided to go live and just do a little bit of a morning chat like I have been doing. Um, I just have these thoughts like pop into my head during the day and I'm like, hey, maybe these would help somebody else out. So I'm going live. I'm gonna drink some coffee. There's the chair. Uh, I'm gonna drink some coffee and I'd invite you to join me for some coffee and kind of like get our days started off together. So that's a thing. I don't know who just posted a link for me, but I will check that out. <laughs> so um, I dropped a couple topics in the um, in the topic bar uh, in terms of the, the description of this video. I try to give people a little bit of an idea of what I'm thinking about before I go, go live. But um, yeah, I would just love to chat with you guys about these topics. So kind of what got me thinking today um, was I... I started the Conversations group. Actually, for those of you who don't know, I'll just reiterate, Conversations started 10 years ago. Um, and it's functioned uh, It's functioned really vibrantly in person for about five years. And then it's functioned in a lower key level um, for a little bit of an interim period while I was, you know, really heavily invested in parenting. Five kids will, like, do that to you. Um, but so, so, and now Conversations is, is in this resurgence. It just feels like universe, spirit, God, Allah, like, however you're referring to it, it feels like there's something greater um, in the air right now and conversations needs to like be more intentionally re-engaged so that people have space to talk about this something greater so so um so yeah I've been talking a lot about in conversations about being intentionally intersexual uh and intersexual oh man there is no go back on a live video <laughs> I've been talking about being intentionally intersectional <laughs> I can't even. Um, but one of the one of the whole points of conversations is just uh, spiritually minded conversations about life. No presuppositions, no requirements, no anything. Um, just literally coming together to have conversations that are more than just what's right here. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna go ahead and share this uh, this video on the conversations group in case it looks my like my intention is divided. I promise it is not. Um, <clears throat> So the whole point of this group is that um, is that we're engaging diverse topics. Well, there's this thing that happens in my life. Like I've had a lot of diverse life experiences and I have a lot of diverse friends, which is really, really cool. Um, but I also like in the area that I'm in right now, for those of you who aren't in Olean and you're watching this, um, I live in an area that's like 94% white. Um, it's very Catholic and it's very rural. Uh, so there's not a ton of diversity built into, uh, into my daily life experience here in Olean, but, um, 
Hey, Steph, how are you? Whoa, how's it going? All the way from California. Hey. <laughs> um, but so there's not a lot of diversity built into my life here. And so while my whole bent in life is intersectionality and my whole purpose in life is bridging and bringing together and and building, that's, that's who I am as a person, um, I realized today that I actually have to work to be intersectional, especially when it comes to the content that I'm that I'm taking in and that I'm uh, that I'm putting back out in the world. Oh, I didn't know she used it lowercase intentionally. That's really cool. I'm gonna have to change that in there. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I realized that I I have to consume intentionally intersectional media. Otherwise, I'm going to get the same things like and I don't want to be living and speaking in this same echo chamber. And so I've been looking up interfaith podcasts because uh, admittedly, I'm a person who's like spiritually and religiously curious. That's just how I've always been. Um, and I'm a big nerd. And so I found some podcasts um, and and I was really encouraged. I found this one called Interfaith-ish. I'm sure they would love a follow because they don't have a ton of followers on Facebook. But um, they're having conversations with people who are intentionally diverse about the things that they come together on. So about the, the shared values from their communities. And so that's actually not entirely dissimilar from what we do for conversations. So I was listening to that today. And there was a thought in there that got me really, really thinking. And it's a quote from Bell Hooks, who I now realize is they, that Bell Hooks uh, makes their name lowercase intentionally. So I'm going to have to change that. Um, catch that on the replay. But I was there was a quote by Bell Hooks. Bell Hooks is, um, is an African-American individual. I believe female, and I, I'm only doubting this right now because I haven't checked, um, who is, who writes about like intersectionality and, and diversity and, and mainly um, from the focus of ending racism. Uh, but Bell Hooks talks a lot about systems of power and cultural dynamics that like lead to where we are in the world. So from what I've read, and I'm, I'm not, admittedly not like, I haven't read Bell Hooks' entire canon, but um there was this quote on interfaith-ish that I found really interesting. Um, and it was, I believe a white Christian male and a black Muslim male having this conversation. And I'll, I'll drop the episode in the, um, I'll drop the episode in the links uh, after I get off this. Um, but they, they, they were reading a quote from Bell Hooks about how um, black uh, uh, masculinity, like black men and black misogyny, um, and white women and white, uh, like white privilege have frequently worked against each other, right? And so uh, they're talking about how this process of in, in fighting for your own rights, you can actually still claim privilege that you have um, from other areas of your life. So like for black males, Bell Hooks is asserting that as a male, um, you have you have a certain privilege, right? And that as a white female, you have a certain privilege, right? So oftentimes, um, black black males and white females have been working for their own interest, but forsaking the interest of the other. And I thought that that was really interesting because, um, well, because that's that's like my whole life. I, I'm I always describe my life as a person who lives in a paradox. I'm so many opposite things that I've always had to draw together disparate things in my own personality. Whether like I'm a nerd and jock, 
Um, I am gay and I come from a Christian background. Um, I, you know, uh, for a while I looked female and I did not identify as, I didn't feel cohesive as a female. Um, and now I look male and I'm like, definitely, I'm definitely, uh, non-binary. So there's my coming out for those of you who don't know, definitely non-binary. It's like male and female together. Right. Um, so I am just this paradox in and of myself. And I feel like that's really informed the way that I try to approach the world. And so in hearing that quote from Bell Hooks, which I'll drop the, the podcast and I'll drop the quote in the comments later, um, it really struck me how you have to be intentionally intersectional or it's very easy to utilize privilege. And like there are a lot of different categories of people who have some level of privilege. Um, and it's really, really interesting, right? Really, really interesting. And so my focus in my life today is to be intentionally intersectional and to like see the privilege I have, right? And and the the marginalization I have and try to weigh both of those together in my actions, right? Because um, I believe it's Desmond Tutu that says, uh, my liberty is bound up in yours. Like our liberty as people is bound up in each other. Um, we have to work for the good of all or we're still creating marginalization in some way. And I thought that that was like a really pertinent fact because here we are in 2020, right? So let's bring this like to today, right? Practically, tangibly. There's so many things happening in our world right now. And there's so many different areas of marginalization and 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 dissonance, right? Um, we are days away from an incredibly divisive election, um, and I'll go ahead and say it: where we have an incredibly divisive person at the head of our country right now, um, we have a political system that plays off of polarization, and that's from both sides. It plays off of polarization, right? Um, and there's always this discussion, right, uh, with the you know the 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 religious right, which is really the Christian white right. You know, and then the Democrats, right? And people are saying, uh, you know, the Democrats aren't even very much left. They're just trying to placate to this middle. But maybe, maybe the answer in our country doesn't lie in polarization, in systemic othering. Maybe we have to come together, and that could create some differences, uh, uh, some difference in our world. You know what I mean? And our political system plays off of polarization. If one party can make you hate the other, then then you can win an election. But the problem is, it's like you can win an election, but it's at the cost of the soul of our nation. And that's horrible, right? Um, and there's so much, there's so, 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 so much on the table right now in terms of marginalization and uh, people groups that need, desperately need advocacy and desperately need solidarity, right? Um, there is obviously, obviously black males are, are, um, targeted by police and by the justice system in a very real way, right? There's also LGBTQ individuals whose rights are up for debate right now. Um, and, and we thought we had crossed that bridge, uh, at least in terms of marriage equality, but it term, turns out maybe we haven't, right? There are people, there is literally someone within 45 minutes of my house in a town more rural than me that is actually seeking asylum in our country uh, under the threat of death in their own country and and they're dealing with the possibility of imminent deportation right so there there are things happening 
right here and right now that are intersectional and we have to embrace them and we can't run from them and we can't say like progress but only for this group we have to be intentionally intersectional and in my life personally that played out uh, for me this morning by making a choice to consume media that doesn't that isn't innately uh, Christian in nature or white in nature or gay in nature, to be honest. I can't be homonormative, which is an interesting idea, right? Um, but so this morning, like my thought for anybody who's watching, like thank you for taking the time to watch this, but my thought for anybody who's watching this morning is like, how can you be intentionally engaged and intentionally intersectional in your life today, right? Um, how can you use the privilege that you do have, even though it doesn't look like privilege at the outset, how can you use the privilege that you do have to change how you act today? And maybe it's taking an action, like a social justice action, like a, a protest or a vote, or, you know what I mean? Maybe it's taking an action right in a, in a tangible way, or maybe it is just reorienting your world a little differently. And maybe it's just thinking about what your life experience would look like if you had brown skin, or if you didn't have a United States birth certificate, or if, you know what I mean? All of these other ifs. And we even see this kind of idea within the gay community too. There's a lot of talk about how, about rainbow capitalism and about, um, and misogyny and white privilege within the gay community right because even though like if you're gay you're still other right than heterosexual there's still a level of privilege that you hold as a cisgender white male so you might be gay but you're, you're still cisgender you're still white and you're still a male so there's three points of privilege there um and so there's a lot of talk about this idea of like okay so pride has become this thing but is it just pride for cisgender white males or are we talking about non-binary black and brown folks like are we being intersectional um even in our pride celebrations and so my challenge for myself today um and, and the action that i'm taking within my own life today is to intentionally consume media and narratives that are not from my perspective um i've always tried to find I've always innately tried to find commonality with other people. That's actually like a personality strength. We can talk about that in a different thing, but I've taken many, many personality tests that show that that is the, that's part of my nature. Um, but how can I intentionally consume media and intentionally engage with stories that are not from the same perspective perspective of me so my action that I took today to be more intersectional um, and to try to be a part of bringing intersectional justice and liberty to the world was to was to listen to interfaithish and to listen to some different ideas and some different concepts um, we had a, we had a protest our last ORJC protest last night uh, our last protest before, not ever probably but before the election um, and we called it the liberty and justice for all protests and you would be absolutely floored at the amount of people who drove by flipping us off or screaming out their car window. Yeah, liberty and justice for all, not just for black people. And I wanted to retort with, wait, when have we even had liberty and justice for black people? You know what I mean? But the concept of liberty and justice for all being inflammatory is a sad state of humanity. Like, especially in this wave, wave of, like, ethno-nationalism and, and, and neo-patriotism where people are just, America best. You know what I mean? Don't even get me started on America first. America is the best. Like, 
America greatest theology is, is heretical. But like here we are in a world where advocating for justice and liberty for all is actually countercultural, which is absolutely insane because that's in our actual creed. That's in our declaration. That's in our pledge. Like that's supposed to be what America is. And now we're getting flipped off by patriots for advocating for liberty and justice for all. So it further convinces me and inspires me and motivates me that we have to be intentionally intersectional. And so if you can take a moment today to advocate for someone who is different than you, do it. If you can take a moment today to consume, a, to, to consume some stories or some media um, from someone who is different than you, do it. If you can have a chance today to engage with someone in conversation who is different from you, do it. Take those chances because if you build intersectionality into your life and you change your consciousness, I, I made a video about this a couple of weeks ago, but if you change your consciousness, you can change the world because power structures flow downstream from consciousness and social consciousness is downstream from individual consciousness. So if we can raise our level of individual, spiritual, and intellectual consciousness, then our societal, intellectual, and spiritual consciousness will change. And then our power structures will change. And it seems like a long, convoluted process. And it probably doesn't seem like it, listening to a podcast from someone that's different than you is really a way to actually fight negativity in the world. But it is, I promise you. Because if you listen to it, you're going to start talking about it. And if you start talking about it, someone else is going to listen to it and start talking about it. And that's how you build grassroots change. That's the whole punk rock DIY ethic is that like, get out there and do it yourself and do what you can and do guerrilla activism. And guerrilla activism means getting out there on a personal level in your everyday sphere and choosing to be intentionally intersectional. And choosing to realize that your liberation is bound up in the liberation of all peoples. We cannot solely advocate for ourselves because that's selfish and that's self-centered and that's, it's, it's egocentric. You know what I mean? And it doesn't serve the world and it doesn't serve humanity. Our liberation, my liberation as an LGBTQ person, is bound up in the phrase Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is bound up in the phrase of let these children out of cages, right? Like all of these things are cohesive and everybody needs to have safe space for community, right? Like black people need a safe space for black community. LGBTQ people need a safe space for LGBTQ community. Uh, uh, Muslims need a safe space for Muslim community. Like we all need our communities because we need to see people who look like us and believe like us and feel like us. But we can't let those separate communities be disparate when it comes to working for justice. We have to say, as the LGBTQ community, my liberation is bound up in yours as the black community. As the black community, uh, your liberation is bound up with the disability rights community right? With the disability rights community, your liberation is bound up with, um, with uh, you know, like advocacy for veterans, like all of these groups that are marginalized. Yes, we need our safe spaces and our community centers to be with people who are like us. 
but we cannot become so isolated in those communities of marginalization that we forget that there's a whole other world of marginalized folks out there. Because let me tell you what, if all of the marginalized folks come together, then guess what? We're not a minority anymore. We are a ragtag, stone-cold bunch of weirdos, bridesmaids quote. Uh, we are a ragtag bunch of people who have experienced marginalization, but if we come together under that, the, the minority becomes the majority. And then the, the, the majority is working for equity and inclusion and intersectionality. Uh, yes, that, thank you for that quote, Byron. If you have come here to help me, you are wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, let us work together. Uh, okay, Lila Watson, Aboriginal artist and activist. Okay, cool. So I must have read, I must have consumed some sort of media where Desmond Tutu was quoting this person, um, which is really cool to know, actually. Thank you so much for that fact check, Byron. You're all, you're all up on this this morning. Awesome. Hey, Natalie, how are you? Uh, Natalie is a super, super cool friend of mine. We have lunch on a regular basis. And by lunch, I mean, we talk for two hours while our food gets cold. Um, and it's really cool because I, I actually just learned recently that I think Natalie identifies as an atheist. And I've always been like a religious and spiritually curious person. But you know what the wildest thing is? Like, I can't think of really one thing that I disagreed with Natalie on when we when we had conversations. And so we are creating, we didn't even know it, but we were creating space for intersectionality. Um, so that's my, that's my really thoughts for the day. Like, how can you be in, in, in intentionally intersectional? Because our liberation is bound up in this work that needs to be done together. If we do not join forces with all marginalized people, then we further perpetuate the fractures in our society. How can you be intentionally intersectional today? How can you challenge yourself to be intersectional today? What can you do to make the world a less fractured place? Because so few people are just one thing. People are a wild, terrifying, enlivening, inspiring combination of all of these things. How can we bring that into the world? Hey, thanks for loving to listen to me talk because I like to talk, so. But how can we bring that? How can we bring that idea of our liberation being bound up together? How can we bring that into focus? And how can we bring that into practice? And how can we change the world? I'm going to say hi. Uh, I'm going to let you guys say hi to my puppy, Justin. Uh, Justin. I don't even know why I said that. My puppy, Jojo. This is Jojo. This is Jojo. Um, he is a really good boy. He's a rescue puppy. And I swear to God, he's like... He's such a little healer. He always knows when people are stressed or when people need love. And he's always got love to give. So this is my Jojo. With that, I'm going to go get ready for work. Thank you guys for listening today. Um, I also wanted to quick plug. I have eight people on here. Whoa, whoa, breaking the internet, just like Kim Kardashian's butt. Um, <laughs> while I have eight people on here, I just wanted to let you guys know, um, I don't know if some of you guys have seen the posts I've been making recently with like these really progressive church signs, um, but there's this there's this, this church uh, faith community. They're actually from Oregon, and um, they kind of went viral for making progressive, you know, church signs. And I, as a person who's gone to church my whole life, I always find it interesting when people like, you know, really throw a good sign out there. And some of them are awful, like horrible puns and just terrible, um, terrible one sentence theology. But I actually am so stoked because this coming Monday, I'm going to be filming a live video and a podcast with church sign guy. 
Um, his name is actually Pastor Adam, and he's from, I think you say Clackamas, uh, United Church of Christ, which is in Oregon. And so um, I'm going to be talking live on Facebook with Church Sign Guy. I'm so pumped. Um, I just messaged him on a whim, and I'm like, yeah, maybe he'll message me back. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I'm going to be going live. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do it on my personal page or on conversations because, like, I want to get the most reach, but I also, I, I don't know. I don't know the interweb stuff. But um, this Monday uh, at 8 p.m. our time, which will be the 5 or 4 p.m. their time, um, we're going to be going live on Facebook. We're going to be developing some questions. I'm going to be developing some questions to pose to Pastor Adam. Um, but if you have any, if you have any ideas or questions that you'd like to ask, you can send them to me and I'll add them to our, um, I'll add them to our topic of conversation, but I'm so, so pumped. I also have booked another conversation coming up on the 22nd of November about, um, this sort of, uh, neo, neo-liberation, uh, neo-patriotism, like ethnocentrism that we're seeing rise in America. And I'm really excited about that because um, we're going to be talking with a friend of mine who's currently studying it as part of her, um, as part of her curriculum for her doctorate. So very exciting stuff. Pastor Adam totally comes across as very loving and we've been having some great conversations via Facebook. So, um, this coming Monday we'll have Pastor Adam and then November 22nd, we'll have my friend Pam coming on to talk about, uh, to talk about this sort of cultural phenomenon we're experiencing so thank you guys so much go forth and be intersectional go forth and be loving go forth and change the world in big ways and small everybody have a good day this has been the conversations podcast thank you so much for joining the dialogue if you have any questions or comments on the episode about conversations in general or just need some safe space to talk join the digital community on the conversations official facebook group and facebook page you can also find us under Conversations Official on YouTube and Instagram. And of course, please take a second to rate, follow, and share this podcast so that we can continue to build the conversation. I'm Leo WT. Thanks you so much for listening.